Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Bonsoir, ladies and uh, gentlemen. I think that's slow in France. <laughs> At least uh, uh, the little French I know. Uh, hi, Luke. This is another digital citizen. I didn't say that. Hi, from everybody. It is another digital citizen. Episode two, three, one, almost, almost. What do you mean almost? This is two, three, one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I want it to be two, three, four. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Right. Yes, almost two, three, four. That's more fun than two, three, one. Well, it's kind of mixed up. It could be one, two, three mixed up. I guess. <laughs> the, the dyslectic version of right. Exactly. One, two, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's absolutely no Corona news in uh, at all that we're going to cover. Uh, yeah, it it hasn't blown up entirely and freaked everybody out at all. That coronavirus. I, I just have to t- talk two seconds about the the situation in Australia. Um, so, have you heard about the situation about their toilet paper in Australia? No, but toilet paper is a big meme right now. What's going on in Australia? Yeah, so uh, the Australian Prime Minister went on TV and was like, oh, we have to be prepared, everybody. So remember to shop everything, and especially toilet paper, because you have to keep clean. And uh, everywhere he went in Australia, like people were shopping uh, and, and bananas so uh, whole of Australia went empty of toilet paper so now that people that didn't like go shock uh, shopping is getting in trouble and have to buy it for like five times the price, price on eBay because Australia has not imported enough toilet paper ah okay Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there any cases of coronavirus in Australia? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. I'll look it up. You start with the news. I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's in Italy, because they closed all of fucking Italy. I mean, that is pretty amazing. Why, yes. why don't you go into that story, I guess, since we have that story on our news and you're going into it already. Yes. Okay, let's do that uh, already because uh, Italy enters its first day of national uh, uh, wide coronavirus lockdown. At this comes a worst country outside China, and I have a theory of why. We will talk about that. But in, uh, Italy's na- national lockdown began Tuesday, and it numbers of confirmed corona uh, cases rose past 9,100, and its death toll jumped to 463 on Monday night. Uh, It has the most cases and death outside of China. 
Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte announced his decision to put the entire country on lockdown on Monday night. He ordered people to stay at home and seek uh, permission for uh, essential travel, uh, the BBC uh, reported. He also cancelled all sporting gatherings across the country, urging citizens to keep the common good uh, at the top of the mind and help control the spread of the coronavirus. All the measures of uh, the red zones are now extended to all of national territory, Conte said in a uh, press conference, stressing that the decision was meant to safeguard the nation's citizens, particularly its most vulnerable communities, according to the CNN. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is, it started out uh, Italy, sh- I think, like, there was, a, I want to say province, but I know that's wrong. There was an area in Italy that was they closed down last week. Right. That they yes. quarantined, I guess you'd say. Uh, I want to say sometime on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. And then... Something like that, yeah. Sunday, Monday, this weekday, the whole country is now quarantined, which is... Th- this is the point where... I'd been up to a point being like, okay, this is this is a big thing, but it's not something to kind of freak out about. And when they yeah. shut it, when they completely shut Italy down, that's when Luke goes, uh, maybe it's a little time to freak out. <laughs> it it had to be closing all of Italy down. <laughs> when you shut an entire country down, that's when I go, hmm, maybe this is a little bad, right? Yeah. Uh, so let's go to the theories because this is, of course, if you look into this, um, uh, this all stems from China. So where are are the bonds between China and Italy? Ask. That's a very very good question, and I, I kind of don't un- understand why Italy is so harmed at this, but then I was beginning to think, how do you say hello in Italy? Like, you kiss uh, on both sides of the shake. And Yeah, I guess sometimes. Right. Most times. It's very, like, it's a very touchy-feely um, country. Okay. My... Yes. And it, Italian, like, very, like, are very expressive in, in their ways of showing affection to people. When I was in Italy, I was like, I got hugged the whole fucking time. Right. Total strangers I didn't know, so... Right. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, maybe that's a, a reason. That makes sense. Right. I mean, it doesn't explain what it has to do with the connection to China, which is where you started your no. sentence, but uh, as far as no spreading clue. the virus... But, I mean, it's been proven now that it's an airborne virus. It doesn't have anything to necessarily to do with touching each other. Like, you can get it just from breathing the air uh, in the area. That's So if you were in a bus or a plane or a uh, cruise ship, for instance, uh, that's going to be your biggest problem. I, I didn't realize this, but I heard last night that cruise ships, just like airplanes, uh, with inside the cabin, they recirculate air. Um, especially when they're like way out in the ocean, 
Uh, right. And that's what's causing these cruise ships to have such huge uh, infection rates is because they're recirculating the air, and then they're leaving these people on the ships, recirculating the air where uh, they have these coronavirus uh, already infected people, and then you're just infecting more people. I was, who was, I think it was on Brogan, uh, expert talking about, just, yeah. we need to get these people off the ship as soon as possible and separate out the right. people who are infected from uh, those who are, aren't showing symptoms, still quarantine the people who aren't showing symptoms until they, you know, for a few weeks until they show they definitely don't have the disease because it's also been shown that uh, even if you're not showing symptoms, you could be infected and contagious, yeah. which is... That's one of the bigger problems uh, as far as containing it has been is people go and they travel around and they do things because they're not showing him any symptoms, but they're still contagious. Right. Right. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the thing that's scary about this. It's like uh, it's the percentages in, in China. Let's, let, let's be uh, 110% honest here. It's like... The death numbers in China will never ever be true because of the Chinese government will never ever tell the whole truth about the death tolls in China and and how much it actually was dangerous. There. Right. So the, the thing about Italy, they're it, saying Italy is like the second most infected place. But I have a weird, I have a strange feeling that maybe India or uh, some some other country that isn't necessarily counting as well probably has a higher yeah count that we just don't have the numbers for because yeah. there's so many people in India and uh, or maybe even Iran I hear Iran is really really bad as well but we're not getting the numbers from those places uh, yeah. as as readily uh, Australia I'm seeing confirmed cases as of today 122 with 10 okay. new so. cases reported by state officials across the country I'm not seeing any any deaths so I so actually less than Norway. <laughs> well, last week we talked about Norway, and you you only had one, and it wasn't even a Norwegian. So now, what is it in oh. Norway? Oh, I mean, uh, oh, the death toll is, is still low. Uh, I think it's two or three. But uh, 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 it's gone up in, in people that has it, of course. Right, I'm not seeing any uh, death. Like it's just saying 122 cases in Australia, which 122 yeah. compared to That's other countries is nothing. And I'm not seeing any any deaths in Australia. It it was definitely one of the last places to get affected by this, m mostly just because of geographical lo location, because it's so separated from everything else. I think we should uh, talk a little about this uh, televangelist, and since we're still talking about Corona, sure. We're, uh, let's just take the order, the, take the news completely out of order this week. All right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's about the same fucking thing. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Uh, New York Attorney General uh, to uh, televangelist stop shouting product. Corona cure. Uh, Latita James sent a letter to James Backer. I have never heard about this guy before, by the way. Yes, you have. Segment. Jim Baker? Right. Yeah. His I wife was Sammy, uh, Tammy Faye Baker? Oh, okay, okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. 
saying segments of the products sold on this website could mislead consumers. That's saying it mildly. Tell me a little more about this. Uh, New York Attorney General has ordered Jim Baker to stop claiming that products sold on his web- website can cure coronavirus. On February 12th episode of the Jim Baker Show, the man who once told viewers only saved people only saved people can love Trump. Uh, mm-hmm. A guest, Cheryl Selman, a naturopathic doctor, uh, he asked if his product Silver Solution could treat coronavirus. Selman said, well, let's say it has been tested on this strain. Oh, well, let's say it hasn't been tested on this strain of coronavirus, but it's been tested on other strains of coronavirus and has been able to eliminate within 12 hours. Totally eliminate it, kills it, and deactivates it. Uh, Though medical teams around the world are working towards a vaccine against the coronavirus, neither a cure nor a vaccine has been found. Uh, On Mm -hmm. Baker's website, a 16-ounce bottle of silver solution costs $40. Selman went on to say the solution will boost your immunity system. So I think... I think that's what they're. The, the, if you boost your immune yep. system, then that will cure coronavirus. I guess is what they're suggesting. What? Yeah, it's 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 like uh, this is so freaking stupid, and people are stupid enough to 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 uh, try it because they don't want to die. I can understand that. Natural and people are scared. That that's that's like the backside of this is like yes, it's fucking dangerous and it's probably going to be a bigger thing than we all think it is going to be. But on the other side, it is also fear mongering and trying to sell newspapers. So it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of hard to like like keep in mind that it's both of those things. When it's that dangerous, right? I mean, it, it's hard to separate when you're, especially when you're watching certain kinds of news that just want to exaggerate everything, and you know, right. not not necessarily with this coronavirus thing, but in the past, you watch these, well, whether it be Fox or MSNBC or CNN or whatever BBC, you know that these places are known to exaggerate stuff, and. I think that was one of the biggest problems here with the coronavirus thing. Even us, even us, when we first covered yeah. this, we said, uh, just in our lifetime, swine flu, uh, mad cow disease, H1N, uh, or uh, bird flu, H1N1, whatever you want to call it. Uh, right. All those things came and went, and they were such a big deal at the time, and then uh, the, and the news blew them kind of out of proportion. And what I think happened here is it was kind of the boy crying wolf, where... Uh, yeah. This actually was b- really bad, and nobody yeah. really believed the media because it was the boy c- crying wolf. They're, they've done this a few times in the past, and everybody remembers it and goes, sure, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, H1N1, sure, got it. And this actually mm-hmm. was worse, maybe, than we thought. Uh, and this Jim Baker guy, like you said, is just taking advantage of people people's fears 
And it's not unusual uh, for this guy. It says here in 1989, uh, Baker was found guilty on 24 counts of fraud and conspiracy after he swindled his followers of his ministry out of $158 million, promising them vacations uh, and, prom and, pr and other promises he could not support. So this guy is known for being a fraud and a swindler. Yeah, and that's like like I said, it is very it's very hard to to be uh, stressed about it, but also keep a, a cool head. That's what what I I find maybe the most uh, hard with the whole Corona thing is like keeping the facts uh, straight and and keeping my I'm I'm worried about it, but I'm more worried about it. When it comes to, for example, my dad or right. or old people or like people I I I I like that I don't want to get this that are more in danger uh, than I would be. If I I get the coronavirus, I will get sick and done with that. I will probably never die about it. Like it's not dangerous for me, but it's dangerous for all other people. Yeah. And, I mean, not just old people, but there's a lot of, you know, people with different other diseases that will, yeah. this could cause them a uh, real problem. I mean, even just having really bad asthma or uh, mm. you know, just breathing problems in general, this could cause that to be, you know, tenfold. Uh, and, and the other thing we got to talk about as far as this goes, as far as coronavirus goes, is how is it going to affect the U.S. election? Because... Right. People have to go to their polling places in certain states yeah. to vote, and in other states, there are caucuses, right? So, yeah. Yeah. how are I'm not sure which states coming up have caucuses, but how do you have a caucus in this scenario? Are you going to get a bunch of like hundreds of people in a building all together to vote, or right. are people even going to show up? Or are they going to be too afraid to come and vote? You know what I mean? Right. And and uh, the problem is that the election is in November, so I mean it. Well, will we have, have the primaries uh, right now. <laughs> I I know that, but I'm just saying that you have the real real election in November, and 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 uh, it probably will be worse then because it's super contagious. We we really don't know. I mean, that's too far away to speculate, I guess. But uh, I mean, there are people speculating. That that far out, still it's still going to be bad. Um, I mean, the Olympics are still people are going. Should we have the Olympics? Yeah. Should we not have the Olympics? And that's still pretty far away. So, it's I mean, not going to happen. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. You don't think it's going to happen? No, no chance. No, yet. Okay, I mean, yeah, but as far as affecting the U.S. election, what do you think? Do you think this is going to... I mean, this could literally destroy the idea of a U.S. election in the sense that yeah. how can you trust any votes in any state when yeah. if, let's say, a state gets completely quarantined like Italy did, how are those right. people going to vote? We're, it's yeah, like, man. we're not set up for this. You know what I'm saying? I totally agree. But uh, don't worry, because Mike Pence is uh, on the case, so... We'll find it here. He's on the case. Mm-hmm. Detective Mike Pence. 
Yeah, no, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm more worried about it now than I was a week ago. And every time I read read Norwegian numbers, I get more and more worried. And uh, I'm. I'm. I'm already one that has social anxiety, so I. I don't think this really helps it a lot. To be honest with you. So it's 489 that has been positive uh, uh, in Norway right now. Yeah, so I guess it, I mean, when you have social anxiety, it doesn't get any better with the numbers going up and up. I think that's one of the problems following the news. It's like you get more and more scared because you, you see that more and more people are getting infected. I guess so. Well, I mean, social anxiety, pretty soon we're all going to be stuck in our houses, so you won't have to worry about that too much. It says here, I'm just seeing this, uh, literally just happened uh, within the last half hour. World Health Organization declares coronavirus outbreak a global pandemic. Like, this happened oh, as damn. we were recording. Uh, the officials had been reluctant, reluctant to make such a declaration. Declaration... De oh, declaring a pandemic is charged with major political and ep economic ramifications. That's the th that's the thing. Every uh, Trump and all these governments are so worried about. There's people dying, and they're like, "Yeah, but what about our our money, our made up money system?" That <laughs> <Right>. we... <laughs> yeah, it's super important. Super important. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, we were talking about how this could affect the U.S. election. Speaking of the U.S. election, uh, Elizabeth Warren drops out of the race. That happened way earlier this week. Uh, it seems I, like I guess it, history at this point. Well, like, I don't barely even remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it was in the cards. What I don't like is that she has not endorsed anybody. I don't think she's going... Well, we said last week we didn't think... She, if She hadn't dropped out last week. We said right. if she drops out, uh, she's either not going to endorse anybody or she'll support Bernie, is what we thought. Uh, and after the Saturday Night Live sketch she did, I don't think... And then, you know, the election happening on Tuesday, if she was going to endorse, she would have already done it. Don't you think? Yeah, I totally agree. Uh... Can anybody on the progressive side ever trust Elizabeth Warren ever again? No. I don't see how you, you could, right? It, it, it is that easy. The question, uh, the answer is no. I don't <laughs> trust her as far as I control her. I mean, I, there was the thing with the debate where she came out and called said Bernie Sanders was like a secret sexist who said she couldn't win the presidency, right? And at that point, I remember Euphro saying, "I don't, I don't trust this lady anymore. I do, I'm done with Elizabeth Warren." After this, yep. it seems like, I mean, she, there has to be advisors at least and people who are talking to her, and she must know that this is going to hurt her with the progressive left. But she doesn't seem to care. All she seems to care about is uh, advancing her own career. I just feel like she's never really cared about the. Uh, the policies she she's spouted, she only used those policies to move her career ahead, and never really caring about what uh, what 
never actually caring about what she was saying she was going to do for the people, just saying it to the people to try to get them on her side. I don't know, does that make sense? Do you want a very, very absurd uh, prediction? What? I think she, she will be Biden's VP. Um, it's... I mean, you could go with that. It's, it would be a horrible idea, but having Biden go in there is a horrible idea to begin with, so... <laughs> I, I, I think it will... I think it will be her. Because B- Biden... I think is is uh, I I think he's stupid in many ways, but I think he's clever enough to know that he needs to, to gather some of Bernie Sanders' votes. That, but that's and, what I'm saying, Elizabeth Warren. That would have been a great idea if she would have backed Bernie. Let's say she backed Bernie, and we all were on the Elizabeth Warren train still, and we were like, "Oh, she's still with us." Uh, then I can see him picking her as the VP because that would bring along some of the Bernie people. But since she just basically kicked us on in the balls on her way out, uh, we're not gonna back her. We're not gonna back him because of her because she proved she isn't on our side. So I don't think he he would pick her for that reason. Uh, right. We will just show up to Bernie Sanders' uh, meetings with Nazi flags because we are we're, we're Nazis. Everybody support Bernie Sanders. That's right. Uh, did, was this news at all in Norway? Did you see anything about nope. this? Nope. Not one single thing. Can you imagine if that, this happened Dude. at like a Biden rally or if this happened at an, a Warren <laughs> rally? What? How much? Yeah. How much uh, media there would be and everything else? Uh, and they're not even Jewish, right? Uh, speaking, <laughs> Bernie Sanders' campaign uh, condemns man who unfurled swastika flag at Phoenix rally this week. Bernie Sanders' campaign responded to pro. Uh, they call it a protester, but is this protest? No, it's a fucking white supremacist uh, asshole. Uh, yeah. yeah. Who uh, responded to a man who displayed a flag bearing a swastika during his rally? It's a Nazi flag. A flag bearing a swastika. It's called a Nazi flag. <laughs> why? Why are we like? Why are we like trying to work around this? For, like in in this article, it pisses me off. Uh, yeah. Image of the flag in the crowd circulated on social media, which showed the flag unfurled as the crowd uh, were cheered for the Vermont senator, uh, the cheers quickly turned to boos as the crowd saw the flag. Sanders supporters then appeared to rip the flag out of, out of the man's hands, and police escorted him out. I also saw um, a video from outside the arena uh, of the guy being ex- escorted out by the cops. Did you see this video on yeah, yeah, online? Yeah. Of him calling a guy the neighbor word as well? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh... This should be huge, insanely huge news that uh, we have Nazis literally showing up at a Jewish uh, presidential candidate's rallies. Uh, but, you know, Bernie bros for, uh, on Twitter are mean. So I, I know. We, we, we are so mean and ugly. We're, and we are definitely men. Everybody that supports Bernie Sanders are men. Not one woman have ever liked him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, 
Speaking of Bernie Sanders, there are only two people left in the race, basically, besides Tulsi Gabbard. Speaking of Tulsi Gabbard, we didn't really have this in the news, but Tulsi Gabbard, like we said last week, had qualified for the debate. Remember, Fro, we said that last week, and my prediction was, you know what would really change this whole race if is if Elizabeth Warren uh, got behind Bernie after she dropped out, which didn't happen, and it, and then if Tulsi Gabbard qualified for the debates, which then after qualifying for the debates, the DNC went ahead and changed the rules of the, yeah, who could get into shot. the debates. Really? I'm yeah. so surprised. And now they're trying to change the debate so that uh, it's not a debate, it's more of a town hall. And also, they're also now talking about just canceling Sunday's debate altogether uh, for multiple reasons. Some people talking, oh, because of coronavirus. Other people saying, oh, it's going to hurt Joe Biden and he's going to be our front, our nominee, so we can't have a debate. But uh, the debate is the one thing at this point that could really turn things around for Sanders because, as we're seeing here, total delegates right now, the delegate math after the six states uh, this yesterday, Idaho, Michigan, Missouri, Mississippi, North Dakota, and Washington, Biden at 860, Sanders at 710, uh, so 150 delegate lead for Biden. Yeah, it's, it's not huge, but it's it's getting there. Right, but I I would say a one debate could turn everything around, because, but the media is so backing Biden, just right. so hardcore, I would say... It, it might not even do anything, but in yeah. theory, one debate could turn everything around. Just look at Bloomberg's uh, campaign, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, but but the problem is just like you said, everybody in the media, and I'm 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 saying everybody in the media is backing. Uh, 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 sorry, Biden. There you go. And it's so 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 hard. Watch. I like and how it, he's. You can't even remember the guy's name. That's always a good sign uh, for a presidential <laughs> candidate going <laughs> against candidate. Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. We we said it before. He will never win against uh, Trump, and 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 I I still believe that. And we've t- we talked last week about his mental state and now the media is coming out saying oh anybody who says that is a conspiracy theorist and uh they're they're being trump supporter you're a trump supporter if you say he's uh having a hard time in debates and and speaking uh at rallies and but it this week he did he did a rally fro and he did a seven minute speech and he screwed up twice (laughs) i know i watched it and then he almost got in a fight with a guy over the Second Amendment, uh, threatening the guy that he was going to slap him in the face. This is the uh, this is the guy they want to go up against Donald Trump, I guess. Uh, oh, let's break down some of the states, I guess. Uh, uh, Biden wins Idaho, 100% reporting. Michigan, he won. Missouri, Mississippi, he won. Uh, North Dakota, Sanders won by a comfortable margin. Washington State is basically tied right now, like 33-33, with 12% Warren, because Washington has a mail-in ballot. So these people had already voted for Warren. Um, If that makes sense, Fro? Right. They voted for her before she dropped out. 
But uh, still, you know, even after she's gone, Warren's still being a spoiler because those 12%, if I'm assuming most of it would have gone to Sanders in Washington State if she had dropped out before Super Tuesday. Um, and then uh, when we look at the delegates and we see 80, or 860 to 710, uh, if you go back to Super Tuesday counts... Uh, from last week, it, every all, almost all the states are 100% reporting except for California, Colorado, Utah, still have right. are still, and those are the ones that are all won by Sanders, especially California. Uh, that's California has so many delegates. If they finish counting the votes ever, because they still haven't finished counting the votes. It's going to make Sanders' delegate uh, count go up a lot. Uh, a, a thing to realize here, looking back at 2016, Fro, as, uh, especially like Michigan, uh, Bernie won some of the st states in Super Tuesday in Michigan uh, last time against Hillary Clinton, but this time Bernie or Biden, sorry, uh, won these states pretty handily. Uh, I've heard a lot of talk that maybe this what's really being proven here is that people just really hated Hillary Clinton in 2015. Right, right, right. Like, it wasn't necessarily I, I, that they... Some people, yeah. they didn't necessarily... They weren't all the way on the Bernie train but in 2015, but they just really hated Hillary Clinton, and Biden isn't Hillary Clinton. That's one takeaway we could have from these results. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think uh, you're hit it on the hammer. I think that's definitely what's going on. I, I think it's, but I, I'm getting, I'm getting the Roman Reigns syndrome, and I, I'm, I hate, I hate it. I, it's like, it's, it's one of those things that makes me more and more frustrated with this election. It's like how much. It is getting pushed by all media. Uh, that the media, that is, the DNC, like corporations. Yeah. We last week we had talked about. Oh, um, Bloomberg is back uh, backing Biden. Uh, it's looking like, and right. we hadn't one hundred percent confirmed it last week, but it definitely is. And then this list of possible cabinet positions of Biden had Bloomberg in his cabinet yep. if he won. Yep. Uh, I had said last week, oh, maybe I would vote for him. Maybe uh, I would probably vote for Biden to get out Trump. It would depend on his VP and his some of those picks. Well, this week he'd ruin that by putting Bloomberg and all these people in these cabinet <laughs> picks. Uh, you, you've done what Hillary Clinton did by picking Tim Kaine, but like 10 times yeah. worse by yeah. having Bloomberg involved in your ca campaign and not... Biden has to come out and say, Bloomberg, get out of here. Uh, I support uh, Bernie's ideas. Another thing uh, Biden did this week, he came out in an interview and said, somebody asked him if Bernie Sanders is still in the Senate during your presidency. Your president, Bernie Sanders, is in the Senate. Bernie gets a Medicare for All bill passed in the Senate. It goes through the House and it comes to you as president, would you veto Medicare for all? And he said, yes, I'd get rid of Medicare for all, even if it passed 
in the Senate and in the House. Yeah. I can't vote yeah. for Joe Biden anymore. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Everybody who's like, oh, yeah. you got a blue no matter who. Uh, I was for it last week. Joe Biden ruined it this week. Sorry. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. Joe Biden did it. <laughs> it wasn't me, but she cut it in the camera. It was me. <laughs> you remember that song? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nineties. Uh, let's talk about another asshole, Prince Andrew. Um, because uh, we talked about this. Uh, we got, we're going to make this uh, pretty quick. Because uh, remember this girl that came out and said she hoped that Prince Andrew would cooperate, and then Prince Andrew said he would cooperate. Well, guess what? Prince Andrew won't co- voluntarily cooperate in Epstein inquiries. Uh, prosecutor says <laughs> Prince Andrew has Prince completely Andrew... shut the door yeah. on cooperating with the U.S. investigators in Jeffrey Epstein's case, and now are considering further options. A New York prosecutor said on Monday, Andrew, a friend of Epstein, uh, denies all claims of sexual misconduct relating to the Epstein case, but has stepped back from public duties as a result of the connection. Speaking to reporters on Monday, the U.S. attorney Jeffrey Berman said, contrary to Prince Andrew's very public offer to cooperate with our investigation into Epstein's co-conspirators, an offer that was conveyed via press release, Prince Andrew has now completely shut the door on voluntary cooperation, and our office, and our office is consider, considering its options. It sounds like they yeah. might, you know, uh, subpoena him or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, guess who's in trouble? <laughs> Yeah, a little. What a tremendous bigger piece of shit asshole! And it's just proving uh, everything that everything everybody that. thinks about him. Tr- right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, talking uh, from one sex scandal to another sex scandal, look. Yeah. What I did there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Clinton says affair with Monica Lewinsky. Managed my anxieties. I have anxiety, wow. Fro. Okay, let's hear about <laughs> Bill Clinton's anxiety. Okay, former B- President Bill Clinton says his affair two decades ago with White House intern Monica Lewinsky helped ease the pressures of his presidency. He also wow. implied there were other behaviors to regret beyond his affair with Lewinsky. Uh, we all bring baggage into our life. And do things we shouldn't do, and it's awful what I did. Everybody's life life has pressures and disappointments and terrors, fears of whatever things I did to manage my anxieties for years. Uh, I'm different. I'm a totally different person than I was, he said. In a Hulu documentary, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I so believe him. What a (laughs) (laughs) cop-out. What? Really? <laughs> it's like, just don't say anything. You just don't say right. anything. Why would you even... Oh my gosh, why even bring it up? Uh, why do we need this fucking Hulu thing? Why do we want this? Why do we need this? Why did it come out this week? Why did the Hillary documentary on Hulu come out this week? In between Super Tuesday and uh, the voting. You know what I mean? It's pretty convenient timing that it came out this week, I think. Maybe we will talk about that documentary a little later. 
Sure, I didn't watch. I was not going to watch it. So you 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 talk about maybe, it as much as you want. <laughs> maybe someone hate watched it this week. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 just saying it could be maybe 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 someone did. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, do you like uh, playing games? Sometimes. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, Super Mario World? Uh, no, it's it's brand new. I'm I'm assuming. <laughs> it's not super brand new, but uh, there has come out uh, another version of that. Uh, it's called Super Bernie World. Yeah, it's on Steam, apparently. So, let's check out the trailer for this game. Okay. In three, two, one, play. <laughs> hey, it definitely looks like Super Mario World, but with Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. Help Bernie retake the presidency. <laughs> Aww, it's so cute! <laughs> what is he shooting out? Oh, <laughs> cheddar cheese. Uh, He's shooting out cheese. Vermont oh, cheddar cheese. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, the guys in the tubes have MAGA hats on. <laughs> I love the music. He's taking on the bankers. <laughs> <laughs> and taking on notable Republicans. <laughs> Oh, the turtles are Mitch McConnell turtles. That's why they have that face. Yes. <laughs> the big cheese himself. Wonder who that could be, look. Is Bowser Trump? <laughs> Bowser is Trump, yeah. Now available on Steam. Yeah. So go play that. Do you play? Uh, do you play a lot of Super Mario World? I did. Oh yeah, when I was a kid, I remember the f oh. first. My uh, neighbor got a regular Nintendo, and I remember like it took like everybody in his family and me. We were all playing it for like a week before anybody got past oh. the first level because it was like yeah. nobody had ever played a game like that before. Uh, so n nobody really understood how the controls worked. It took forever just to get past the first level when we first played that game. Well, Trum is uh, going to tell his truth of the revolution. Will take time. This is Trum where Trump tells the truth. How it looks now, it looks like Joe Biden going to win and Bernie Sanders not going to win. Yeah, it's bullshit, I know. Yes, the corporate media is bad. Yes, both the parties are bought bought by the big Wall of Street elite. Yeah, I know that. But again, think a little. I think you're going to think now that, oh shit, everything is dead. I'm not going to vote for anyone. But if you think that, you're only thinking about yourself and America. If you don't think about, well, if you, if you don't like Biden's politics and... Please believe in something else. Believe that Trump is going to make it much worse for the rest of the world than Biden will. So if you have some compassion for the rest of the world, you will vote 
Biden if he wins the nomination. Just do that for take one for the team, please. Don't be a fucking crybaby. We can talk about how Bernie Sanders won, why he didn't win, and but he stood his ground and he stood for something. And what he had done in those years, he'd been hardline in politics, he had inspired and made a lot of other politicians. Yes. Do you think Cortez would be a politician like that? You know, Turner, yes. A lot of progressive candidates. You won Congress last time. You can win Senate next time. There are a lot of elections in this year in the United States. You can win sheriffs. Why not? Make progressive sheriffs around judges around all elections in the United States. Don't give up now. Yeah, it's hard at Bernie Sanders to not win. But again, you have this revolution he started have done a lot in the f- last four years, and he's going to continue to do a lot, a lot in the next four and eight or t- twelve years, because Bernie Sanders is like a machine; <laughs> he never dies. He's like the political answer for Tony Bennett. The show never stops. I will encourage you to do politics even if he loses. Revolution is a slow thing. When the French Revolution began and all the ideas who come out of it, there was no democracy for everybody, not for many, many years. In 1776, when you had your constitution, a lot of people wasn't free. They stood in the constitution, but they were not. And so that is a, my point. A revolution is a, is a slow thing. It can look high and good sometimes, but it's going to be a lot of setbacks. Yes. So don't be depressed. It took, in 1899, the man get the right to vote. That was nearly over, over 80 years after we got a constitution who says we have a democracy. 80 years. And many countries even worse. I think the worst country in Europe is Switzerland. Women didn't get the vote for a night in the 70s. And in France, women didn't get the vote for it in the 50s. So sometimes justice is a slow process. But if you give up now, it will be another setback. Do you remember the eight years of Bush? Do you remember the four years of Trump now? Sometimes it says, it says that love has no second best. But sometimes second best is the only way to go. This another evolutionary step to the best. I hope you will vote for whoever wins the candidacy. And you're going to press on in every election there is in the United States now. More people to Congress, more people to Senate, and more to local governments. Why not vote for sheriffs? Yeah, liberal sheriffs, liberal judges. There are a lot of things you can do. The revolution doesn't stop with Bernie Sanders losing the nomination. There are some small chances that Sanders will win. They are small, but I don't believe in them anymore. Because, I'm sorry people, if you have a lot of big meetings and big rallies and so on, we are not the majority yet. I'm sorry, but we're not. Maybe in four years, eight years, 12 years, but again, fairness and justice take a very long time. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. That was uh, Tron Telling the Truth. Do you think revolution will take time? I I mean, 
I guess it depends on what you mean by time, right? I, it, right. I think that whole concept of revolution is that uh, you're pushing forward something uh, quicker than it would normally be put through uh, with some kind of government. I think that's like the definition of a revolution, right? So you don't think you can have a slow revolution. I don't think those things uh, coincide. I don't know. What do you think? No, I, that's that's what I was thinking when I I was to what Trun was saying as well as well. I don't I don't agree with him that everybody should uh, support whoever is against Trump because it's like. That's that's one one of the problems I have uh, with the anti-Trump um, movement is like if if we we are not saying that we are getting that, but if we got Hitler, is that like is that better than, than Trump? Like, do you do you go against him with everything, even though if you don't like the alternative, you are replacing him with? It's like. Oh, do you want pest or cholera? Well, if I'm not forced to have either pest or cholera, I don't really want either of those things, to be honest. And I mean, everything we've seen in the last two weeks shows us that uh, the establishment, the DNC, the people backing Biden don't care about our vote, apparently, anyways. They don't want to do anything to get our vote. uh, So... Should do they deserve our vote? I guess is a good way of putting it. Yeah, I agree. Hey, hello, we are on another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. We are at podcast adz at podcast adz on Twitter. There we are a member of Pod All the Time Network. Tell me about a show on. Pod all at the time network, Luke. Uh, the I think we're doing it podcast. Uh, this is a podcast where we think we're doing it, uh, and I guess we'll find out. <laughs> mm. uh, cool. Yeah, they've got sixteen episodes, so it's a pretty new podcast. Uh, we have also a Facebook page. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Have we gotten any Twitter, Facebook, or email? got an email here from Jeremy. He says, hey guys, uh, since not much politically is happening for you to to <laughs> ring the conspiracy bell about this week, okay, uh, I'd like to take this time to let you know about my new blog. Uh, it's called I Effin Love Cruisin', and it's on WordPress platform, it's on WordPress, the platform, uh, because I fucking love cruisin'. I'm not really sure what does he mean. Just driving uh, for the past several months, no, I have been. No, this is this is uh, he worked. He worked on the cruise line. Luke. Ah, for the past several months, I have been acting as an unofficial travel agent for myself and a group of friends, planning and organizing a trip to Southeast Asia next year for my girlfriend's birthday. Part of the trip includes a cruise out of Singapore to Kuala Lumpur and to uh, Phuket. I think it is Thailand and yes. working on the cruise planning and booking reigniting my love for cruise ships. So I started the blog to share my love and the story of my time working on Carnival Cruise Line and the cruises I have taken since. So check out, leave a comment and sail on. 
Is this a joke? <laughs> no, no. Okay. It is one of the most hilarious vlogs I have ever uh, read in my entire life. Like, So I it's a pro-cruise ship blog. Yes. During the coronavirus period. Yes. Does he bring that up in, in his blog? <laughs> no. Okay. Not yet. I would think that would ha come up. Like, uh, he's talking about uh, booking a cruise ship. Uh, when did it say? For his girlfriend for her birthday. I mean, is that a good idea right now to be going on? A I mean, it's probably cheap. I bet you could get it super cheap. I bet cruise line <laughs> tickets are fucking rock bottom right now. <laughs> but, uh,. Please tell the audience the web address again because I actually love his writing. It's very funny. Uh, ifnlovecruising.wordpress.com. Yes, go to there uh, because we love Jeremy and Jeremy is a good friend of the show. So, oh yeah, check that out. Check out his Word WordPress blog. Uh, I uh, let us know what you think about the whole. Uh, coronavirus cruise ship thing next week, Jeremy. I want to hear about somebody who has experience uh, on cruise ships, what you think about it. Uh, yeah. I agree. Oh, that's right. Hey. I just saw this week, oh. remember we were talking about Corona and we were like, I wonder if Corona uh, beer is going to get hurt by this or if it's going to help them. Well, it hurt them. Bro. They've lost tons of money because of this. <laughs> well, what a surprise. People are not buying Corona beer. Well, we thought maybe, you know, good all publicity is good publicity. Maybe it would make people Bye. go, hmm, delicious, a Corona, but apparently not. <laughs> I'm not surprised. So, welcome to the TV round where we also talk about Corona, because holy fuck, we have some Corona news in the TV round, Luke. Where should we start? I think we got to go through this pretty quick, but uh, Jeopardy, because we have so many of them, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune... Uh, are going to continue taping, but sans audience. A uh, person close to the show tells Associated Press Monday that the movie is being taken out of abundance of caution given the spread of the new coronavirus. So both Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune are going to be just audienceless. How weird is that going to be, to watch a game show without an audience cheering? That's going to be very strange. I, I think I'm going to watch it just for the novelty of it. Well, they're not the only ones, because La Liga is the latest league to hit the coronavirus threat with Spanish uh, top flight uh, matches to set behind closed doors. So it will only be the fucking people playing football that will be playing the football and no audience. That will be super awkward. In Hall of La Liga. Yeah, I, I believe yeah. the NBA and a few other sports leagues here in America have been talking about it, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Another thing, Coachella postponed due to coronavirus virus fears. Uh, they have officially moved the Music and Arts Festival to the weekend of October 9th and October 16th. Uh, yeah. That's in the middle of October. That's not the summer which is kind of what you think, Coachella, you think summertime. Right. And E3 2020 has been cancelled. Game Expo has officially been cancelled. Uh, not a huge surprise. Uh, Xbox 
uh, was going to re have their release dates and spec designs and launch titles on this. So, yeah, it's not looking very good for for, for Xbox uh, or any other things. So they 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 are thinking of making it into an online experience, uh, having it just on Twitch. Anything else that's been cancelled this week because of coronavirus? Oh, uh, Ultra Music Festival in uh, Florida was cancelled, which is like the biggest kind of rave uh, EDM music festival in America, in Miami. Yeah. They shut that down this week. In Norway, breaking news, uh, we actually just got uh, uh, where it is not allowed to to gather more than 500 people indoors. That's no. just happening just right now as we're speaking. Yes, yes. Uh, I know a, Italy before, is 250. They don't want anybody over 250 yeah. in, in one place, I think. Yeah, and here's 500 now. So, yeah, they are, they are closing things uh, in Norway as well, so... But, Luke, have you watched anything that is not Corona-linked? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, I watched something from Canada. Big Brother Canada is back, season 8. Woohoo! Yep, Yay. some interesting characters. Did you watch the first couple episodes? I guess the first three episodes? I did. I, did. I haven't seen the one from Sunday yet. I, I don't know. I'm, I've just been really busy. Um, but... I really like uh, the people they pick for the contestants. Uh, yep. What are the chances one of them has coronavirus and they all get coronavirus? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should laugh. It's, uh... it's terrible, but you gotta laugh yeah. to, so you don't cry, right? Don't cry for me, Argentina. Right. Exactly. Uh, right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I, I think the chances are pretty low. Yeah, I bet they were all tested. Uh, what but, do you think of the what season are, what so are far? The chances? Sorry, but uh, I have a question back. What are the chances that they come out one winner and there's no audience there to take them? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. That yeah. would be so weird, uh, especially if they don't tell them. They just come out and it's they and they have to be like nobody there. What's going yeah. on? Right. Right. Wow, I hadn't thought about that. Being stuck in the Big Brother house during this whole time <laughs> and then coming out and yep. everything being so different. Yeah. Yeah. I would be <laughs> quite worried. I wouldn't go into any Big Brother house right now. Well, it's Canada. They have uh, socialized medicine, so they're doing better than we are here in America, which yeah, that should be a big talking point uh, as far as this whole coronavirus thing goes. Is you know it would help here in America. Universal health care would help a lot. Nah, <laughs> you're not ready for that, Luke. It's too radical. Right, it's too radical that... to not all have coronavirus. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes, too radical. You have to die before. <laughs> Did you see the guy? There was somebody on CNBC who uh, was saying, talking about the economy and saying, to fix this whole coronavirus thing, what we should do is we should just all get coronavirus, and then it'll be o over sooner. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> oh, that is stupid. Uh, what 
die watch um oh you asked me something about uh, uh big brother sorry big brother canada what i mean what did you think of the first few episodes uh, I I only see the introduction episode, so I've seen the two uh, first episodes. I haven't seen the third one either, okay. because I'm I'm one of those. Um, yeah, no, I I like all of them. Uh, I think this will be a very interesting uh, season. I'm 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 interested in, in seeing uh, if it will reflect anything to do with the coronavirus actually so who knows i mean it might not have nothing to, it, it might not affect anything but it could it could be very interesting uh, if something if st- stuff really big happens with the coronavirus they're gonna have to tell them inside the house and they're gonna start freaking right. out that could be really interesting uh again this season they're right out of the gate episode two i want to say uh, they're like, oh, let's do an all-female alliance. Yeah. How it's not dumb are people laugh. going into Big Brother? You, you've all seen Big Brother before, right? I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's never going to last, and it's uh, fun every freaking time. It doesn't matter what country it is, it never works. America, <laughs> Canada, UK, Australia, it's never worked. I don't understand why they continue to try it every season, every country. It's very weird. I don't I don't know. But women have to stick together, you know. I guess so. Uh, yes. Uh, what did I watch that wasn't uh, Big Brother? I watched Criminal Confessions. Uh, I have never heard about this before. It's an oxygen show. Okay. Uh, it's in its third season right now. Uh, it's just finished its third season. Okay. So I watched it from season one and it's more or less like you you let uh it's documentary about like people confessing to murder so it's it's a crime show but right. uh, the element of like seeing people like how how the investigation works inside of a police uh place is for me very interesting at least so is, it, is this like a documentary it, style or is this like a tv yeah. show so it's no, it's, it's fiction. It's non-fiction. It's non-fiction, yeah. Okay. Definitely. And I I really liked it. I mean, it's 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 up my alley. I it's it's something I I enjoy. It sounds like I would hate it. Uh, I got caught up in a bunch of things. Uh, I watched six it episodes is. of Young Sheldon. Uh, four episodes of Bob Hart's uh, Abashula. Uh, is that what we're calling it? Bob Hart's Abashula? They did not make it yeah. easy to, like, Google that TV show when you think about no, it. they did. <laughs> what, are you supposed to put a heart emoji in the search bar? That doesn't really work. Right. Uh, I watched three episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and three episodes of Miracle Workers to get caught up on some things I was behind on. What do you think about Miracle Workers now? I really like this season. It is so much better than season one. It's just different. It's like a whole different show, isn't it? It's like yeah. not even the same yeah. show. It's just got the same yeah. characters. And it is connected. If you watch the end of season one, you'll know how it's connected. But it just feels so different. <laughs> and I just like the kind of references they make to current society, but relating it yeah. to this, what do you call it, uh, medieval times society that they're living in. Um, I never saw the original House of Cops, Luke. 
the UK version. Oh, okay. Uh, there's three seasons of that, so I uh, just watched one of them. I'm definitely going to continue seeing the original. It's it's super interesting. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, I really, <laughs> really want to talk about something else, but uh, I hope you've seen it. Yes, come on. What else have you seen? Uh, season two, or what they're calling it for some reason, part two of Paradise PD on Netflix? Yeah. Why? Why is this part two? I don't understand it either. I get, probably it's just like a joke. It's like Naked Gun 33 and a third. Kind right. of, maybe that's, yeah. it's a joke like that. Uh, or just because it's on Netflix, maybe that's why. It's not really a season. It's like, a, you know what I mean? Because it's on Netflix. It's not on a network uh, channel or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, calling something a season when it's on Netflix and it all gets put on there at the same time, it's not really in a season, is it? Because when you think of seasons, it's like fall, winter, you know what I mean? When it comes out all on the same day, is that a season? Kind of makes sense when you think about it, but I don't know. I like Paradise PD. It's not for everybody. It's very dirty, crude, uh, yeah. potty humor, uh, sex very. humor, and... Uh, but I really like it. I, I think it's funny. Uh, it's what would you kind of compare it to? <sighs> South Park, maybe. I'm, South Park, maybe. Family yeah. Guy, a little bit. Yeah, it's more rude than Family Guy for sure. Right, because it's not on network TV. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. I overall, I give it a seven for this season. I I would give it a seven and a half. I think, yeah. Okay. I really liked it. I saw the first, or I saw the first season and the only season of uh, another documentary <coughs> TV show called uh, The Most Dangerous Animal of All. Uh, this is four episodes, uh, and it's on Amazon, I think. Okay. Amazon, I think. <laughs> No, it's on Hulu. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, what was it called again? The most dangerous animal of all. And what's it about? Uh, it's about this guy that thinks his dad is the Zodiac Killer. It's based on a book on the same name. Okay. I loved the book. Yeah, I remember, uh, the title sounded super familiar, so that's probably where I remember uh, it from. Yeah, I have recommended that book to you many, many times. Uh, the TV show is super interesting as well. It goes so good with with the book, and it follows up on things that I was like asking questions about in the book and things like that. So it's only four episodes, so it's pretty easy to get get through. It's called the most dangerous animal of all. Uh, right, I saw a TV show, jeez, what was this on? It was called, a TV show called Dave on FX. Yes. Do you see this? I did. Uh, with, it's, a, it's the story of Little Dicky, if anybody knows who that yep. is, who was like a YouTube rapper, but it's a, fi I'm assuming it's like a fictional version of him becoming famous. Yes. Right. Yes, it is, yeah. Uh, but it is very funny. The jokes are funny. I, I think he's got a really good sense of humor. Uh, the storyline so far 
feel it it feels kind of indie show yeah. in a way um yeah. i really liked it i gave it a 7.5 uh yeah i would give it a 7 i think okay have you watched any other shows look mhm have you watched the show called devs this week uh yeah i did did you watch the first two episodes of it mhm what did you think this was about? Or what is it about? Because I'm not sure what it is about. What do you mean? Well, it's about this developer that gets killed by uh, uh, his employer because of uh, 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 he is a spy for the Russian government. But, but it is very... What do I call it? Very out there. Well, it's, in, it's set in the future, I would assume. It's like in a futuristic uh, company in California, like Silicon Valley, uh, right. where this eccentric billionaire is doing some crazy experiments. And like you said, there's this uh, Russian secret agent we find out in like the first episode, I want to say, uh, yeah. who gets killed, and his girlfriend... Uh, Wonders why he got killed and wonders if it's real. And, and it's her kind of investigating what happened. That's really what the show's about. Uh, yeah, and how they cover it up. Because they cover it up very good in episode two. <laughs> well, we don't know 100% know what happened yet. But we're going right. to... That's going to be what we find out through the season, I assume. Uh, and why he... Why the boyfriend was involved with the Russians and everything else to begin with. Uh... I'm seeing 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I gave this an 8.5, so I was pretty close. What did you give it? fucking love this. This reminds me so much of Mr. Robot. I Mr. Robot? Okay. Yeah. I don't see that. You don't? No. Oh, okay. It reminded me of Ex Machina. Yes. I don't know yes. where you got Mr. Robot, but sure. I, I agree. It's it's a it's a mix between those things. Okay. But, uh, I give it a nine. Yeah. A nine. Oh, all right. I mean, it could go up and down because it's still only the first two episodes, right? So I gave. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think eight point five nine is pretty good. That way, we have room to go up and we have room to go down. So. Yeah. That's all I've seen this week. That is also all I saw on TV this week. Yeah. Because I saw. I saw something in. On TV, but it wasn't that. Uh, Eurovision look. Uh, I'm guessing that will not be hit by Corona, right? Right? We're not really yeah. sure yet, as far as I know. Is there any updates to this? Uh, because Eurovision, it's they're saying they have several scenarios uh, in relation to coronavirus. Uh, the Dutch broadcaster NPO, who is organizing the Eurovision Song Contest, has planned for several different scenarios in the case of a coronavirus outbreak. Uh, it sounds like there's no talk of canceling Eurovision, is what I'm seeing right here. Today, uh, it's announced that the Danish election Melody Grand Prix would be held without audience. We did not talk about this. 
but I told you this offline, or, or I told you this uh, between you and me when we were not recording, mm-hmm. that I, I had heard rumors about this uh, before we saw this article. And uh, what I think is going to probably happen is the same thing that would, they will do for the football matches and the baseball matches or the NBA matches. It will be go, going on without audience. That's what I think it, it will happen. Because it's only 61 days to, so it's not that right. days to. So they have to... Uh, if, if they wanted to cancel it, they had to do it pretty soon. I mean, it's still saying here, uh, according to... Uh... The Ahoy Arena. So you got to consider it's not just up to them. The arena has a say. The country has yep. a say. The World Health Organization has a say. It says here, according to the arena, that it was supposed to take place in, or it is going to take place in. <coughs> Excuse me, coronavirus. Uh, it is currently too early to comment on these possible scenarios as they depend on developments in the coming period. Our focus is still on producing an unforgettable Eurovision Song Contest. So they're just going to go by development, so who knows what's going to happen, but they're definitely, at least they're saying they're ready for it if something does go down. Talking about going down, uh, <laughs> there are three songs this week, because that's what we're doing from now on. It's uh, Switzerland, Iceland, and I, 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 Israel. Sorry, that was very hard to say for some reason. Where do you want to start? I will let you pick this time. Let's start with Switzerland. Okay, cool. Uh, the lady is singing. What did you think about this? Was it the lady singing? Oh, I thought this was the gu- uh, the guy singing. Uh, I don't even remember the song. You got to remind me. Uh, Switzerland was the one where where it's very rainy outside the window. In, right. In, okay. In black and white. I thought this was a guy. All right. Uh, I th- I think it's a girl. Okay. You think it's a guy? Go I and l- look at look at look it up and find out. Because I I just went off what I what I saw. So we're being offensive, probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, this was a music video. We didn't get any the uh, live production, so it's, we can't really judge on that. The song was pretty bland. I would say no really high spots. It was a standard love song. I don't know, I'd give it a two. Okay. Uh, I really, really liked it. Uh, I think uh, his voice is amazing. You're 110% correct. And That's I'm... why I was so confused when you said, okay, good, all right. Uh, I think his voice is amazing. I agree that the song itself is kind of bland and kind of... Uh, but uh, I I give it a, a seven, yeah. You said two, by the way. Two, right? yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm writing this down. That's why I'm asking. Okay. Uh, where should we go next? Uh, let's do Israel. Uh, this uh, the singing lady. <laughs> right. Um. This was definitely a lady. Definitely. <laughs> uh, what? They had seven people up on stage, which I assume is yep. the amount you're allowed to have, I would assume. Yep. Uh, they had, what, three women and four guys? Is that right? Mm-hmm. 
or maybe yep. three guys and four women, one or the other. Uh, but only one lady singing, very reggae esque beat. Very African like. I am. Is that I'm what you got? Very... I, I was feeling kind of a reggae beat to it, but yeah, I, right. I can see African. Uh, but she's singing in Israeli a lot, of, not all and, of it, and, but some of the time. Yeah, in English. Yeah, it's it's a mix between uh, English and Israeli, and I. That's one of the reasons why I like it because it's it, it is very poppy. It's a very poppy song with mm-hmm. r- with reggae African vibes. But it's also like showing uh, uh, the culture of Israel with using Hebrew in it. So that's one of the reasons why I I think I like it. Yeah, right at the beginning, I was going, this is a song from Israel? And then they started to get into it, and I start hearing the lyrics, and I go, oh, this totally does feel Israeli. Uh, Where at the beginning, I'm I'm going, a reggae song? This is a little weird. But then... It yeah. goes into it, and I'm like, wow, this actually works. She's a really mm-hmm. good singer. The dancing is really yeah. good. Uh, production value, super, you know, yeah. really good. Up there. Jeez, uh, yeah. I didn't give this a score, but I guess I'll give it a 4.5? 4.5. Yeah, this is not going to surprise you. This is one of my favorites. I'm giving it a 9. Okay. Then we will talk about Iceland, uh, and this is a group, uh, and if somebody has said 80s to you before we <laughs> go into Iceland, would you think I was wrong? <laughs> yeah, this is incredibly 80s. Uh, so, incredible. But also, they ha- I mean, it is 80s, but the 8-bit graphics they have on their on yeah. their shirts and in the background of themselves uh, yeah. reminded me of that music video from, like, 2000, ju- the junior-senior music video. That wow. was, like, an all 8-bit graphics music video. Uh, the song is really good. The song is the is so good. catchiest is so song good. so far in Eurovision, I would say. Oh. It is so irritating to get. <laughs> and the production is, value is really good. The dancing is yeah. very, like, uh, minimalistic. Uh, yes. It's almost comedically uh, yes. minimalistic. Yes. The key, They have yes. keytars that they turn into saxophones, which is hilarious <laughs> because it's clear they're not actually saxophones. Right. <laughs> and then the part where... Um, the camera work is amazing because they're dancing with the cameras and then at one point a camera guy comes out from the back and they all the whole band turns around and looks right in the camera behind them that that whole thing is amazing uh i'm gonna give this a 7.5 wow wow look like Mm -hmm. look this is the winner. I'm going to say it now. This is going to win. I believe it. I have no fucking doubt in the entire in my entire body. I I had the same feeling when I saw the chicken dance lady. Okay. When I, yes, uh, you remember her. Then when I saw this, this is going to win. This is going to win because it is so it is, and it's also 
such a, a fun thing where people will be like, okay, we had the very like slow melodonic uh, song last uh, year winning where it was much of drama. This is poking fun of Eurovision. And it's like the switching of, of the microphones, the moves. And this guy can fucking sing. His voice is a total dream. I'm giving this a clear 10. And I think it's definitely, definitely going to win. And guess what, Luke? It is the odds favorite win. I believe it. Uh, I think you said that last week, that one of them we were going to cover was the favorite. I wasn't sure if it was Israel or this one, but uh, yeah, this one definitely so far, like I said, catchiest song, and it makes me want to go out and see more from this group, to be honest. So, Luke, who do you think would be good at predicting Eurovision? Uh, you've been pretty good at it so far uh, in the past years. Do you think Ed- Edgar Casey would be good at uh, predicting he might have already predicted uh, it, and we just don't know it yet. Uh, I, I don't think I have had this much fun looking into, into something in quite a while. But uh, who is Edgar uh, Casey, and why are we talking about him? Uh, he was a self-professed clairvoyant who gave more than 14,000 psychic readings while allegedly in a self-induced sleep state. Uh, Casey maintained his subconscious mind would leave his body and retrieve knowledge from the spiritual realm where all subconscious minds are connected. He is most documented. He is the most documented psychic of all time with more than 300 books written about him and his material, uh, a nonprofit organization, the association for research and enlightenment was founded uh, to store and facilitate the study of Casey's material uh, a biographer gave him the nickname the Sleeping Prophet. I mean, Luke started giving me this this link this week, and I I I I looked at him and I was like, okay, this is something from YouTube, and I was I was watching watching it, and I was like, because you 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 said to me, why do I love this? LOL, and you sent me a link. And it's to this YouTube channel called Sohar Stargate TV. And and, uh, the documentary or whatever, or the presentation I should call. It's darn, darn funny. Uh, It's called Edgar Casey. The unseen focus are greater than seen. Yeah, and if you see the I, watermark on that video, that watermark is yeah. the ARE uh, watermark, the Association for Research and Enlightenment, which is the organization I was just talking about. And I, I, I have not seen anything so funny in years. I, I, I could almost not watch it in in one sitting because my stomach was aching because I was laughing. And there's tons of them. And they're not all just by this one guy. Because this was one guy, like an hour, 15-minute video or whatever. He's talking about, like, fairies and all this other <laughs> wild stuff. Uh, 
But there's tons of these videos that are all from the ARE. Uh, they all have that same watermark, but they're all right. by different people. They're not. There's not. Uh, there's not like one spokesman for the Edgar Casey uh, Association for Research and Enlightenment. Right. <laughs> Research and enlightenment. In that. <laughs> it says here, uh, lot, many people consider him, uh, Edgar Casey to be the true founder and principal source of the of most characteristics character, characteristic beliefs of the new age movement so like uh yeah you know new agey religions and th things like that they're saying a lot of that the ideas that came from that a lot of these religions we've covered in the past a lot of their ideas came from this guy mm -hmm. yeah no and that's that's kind of the thing that the more I have looked into it, I kind of got surprised that I have never heard about this guy before. Because he, he definitely looks like a founder of a lot of weird shit. <laughs> so, why don't you go to, on the Wikipedia, there's a claimed psychic abilities section. Why don't you go read that for him? Uh, I, 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 will, I will surely do that. Uh, just buy me a little time because I, 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 I yeah, buy me a little time. Okay. Then, uh, he, uh, let's see, he was alive, or he was born March 18th, 1877, uh, passed away, uh, January 3rd, 1945 at the age of 67. Mm-hmm. So he didn't get really old then. Well, back then, that was... Just pretty much when people died, I guess. Until September 1923, his reading were not symbolically recorded, or systematically, sorry, recorded or preserved. However, an article published in the Brigham Post Herald in October 1922 quotes Casey's saying that he has been giving. 8056 readings as of that date and it was known that he uh, gave approximately 13 to 1400 readings after that date a total of 14306 are unavailable on the our ARE KC headquarters in uh, Virginia Beach and on the online member only section along with background information Correspondence and follow up documentation. Other abilities that have been uh, attributed to Casey uh, include astral protection, proto. What I don't even know what that is. Uh, oh, prophesizing? Prophesizing? Oh, prophesizing. Yeah, okay, there you go. Uh, mediumship, viewing the Arshic records or the Book of Life. And seeing Euro Auras. <laughs> Euros. Euros, yes. He might have seen Euros that that was going to be a thing in the future. I don't, I, we'd have to go deeper into his stuff. Yes. Casey said that he became interested in learning more about the subject uh, after he was informed about the content in his readings, which reported he actually never heard himself. Right, because he was asleep when he was doing his readings, he never actually heard his own right. predictions. Uh, I watched a little 
what TV show I think it was by the History Channel about this guy. Yep. Um, Me too. And they say after or in September 1923 is when he got a stenographer, a lady he just hired to write down all the things that he said because he never heard his own uh, words. And before that, according to this kind of TV show documentary thing, he some at some point he had been taken advantage of by business people and oil barons who were just trying to use his abilities to make themselves money. Uh, so he kind of changed right. the way he did but, things. Can you, can you can, we have to say abilities in, in, in the way of other people having abilities because it's, it's not, it's not super obvious that's, all of this is true. <laughs> sure. Uh, some controversial things he said. Uh, Casey ad advocated on some controversial ideas in his readings. Uh, he interpreted the history of life on Earth. Uh, one of Casey's controversial claims of polygenism, or that the human origins posit uh, the views... Oh, that the human race is of different origins... He thought that there were five human races, white, black, red, brown, and yellow, so he was a racist, uh, had been created separately but simultaneously on different parts of Earth. He also accepted the existence of aliens and Atlantis and claimed that a red race developed in Atlantis and its development was rapid. Another claim was by Casey was that soul entities on Earth intermingled with animals to produce things such as giants, that were as much as 12 feet tall. Uh, wow. In his 2003 book, The Skeptic's Dictionary, philosopher and skeptic Robert Todd Carroll wrote, Casey is one of the main people responsible for some of the sillier notions about Atlantis. Carroll mentioned that some of Casey's ideas included his belief in a giant solar crystal activated by the sun and used to harness energy and provide power to Atlantis. Uh, in his predictions in 1958, the United States would <laughs> rediscover a death ray that had been used by Atlantis. In 1930, Casey also incorrectly predicted that North America would experience <laughs> chaos, saying Los Angeles, San Francisco would be among those that would be destroyed before New York. These events were to have happened in the period between 1958 to 1998. Oh, I love him. He's so funny. So let's go to his website. Let's go. <laughs> yes, because like every other medium out there in the world, he has a website. And well, this isn't actually his website. It's the ARE uh, website. Oh, right. That is his. Sure. Uh, and, uh, and, and what is the web address for everybody? edgarkc.org uh, edgar c-a-y-c-e is how he spells kc.org mm -hmm. and uh, the first thing that you're met with is like support our work of course because they need money uh, then you have a special offer uh, nature expand and uh, rich and save this month uh, show yourself some love unlocking access to membership benefits that will nature your body expand your mind 
from a limited only, you can save $20 and join RE membership as a traditional membership. For only $39, you will have access to all member benefits for a full year, including online access to more than 414,000 uh, Edgar cases reading. Join today and begin your journey, Luke. Okay. Uh, so, if you go down on their website a little bit, uh, it's got upcoming events. And then you go view mm -hmm. all events down at the bottom of that. Yep. So, yeah, they've got a bunch of events coming up. Uh, let's see. That one looks oh. like... Oh, it's happening right now. March 7th through the 29th. It looks like this one's just happening all month. Uh, yeah. that, this next one already happened. Okay, so let's go to March 13th through the 15th. Radonics Level 1 and 2 Certificate Training. Fro. For your <laughs> Radonics Certificate. Uh... These programs are sold out. You have to explain to me what Redonix is, because I have no fucking clue. For thousands of years, pendulums have been used to seek answers to questions for foretelling the future and for dowsing purposes, also for healing. The ancient Egyptians, Romans, and Native Americans, and many other cultures, cultures were known to use pendulums, and the Bible even suggests that Moses was a skilled dowser using his rod to find water for the ancient is Israelites. Uh, I, I'm not sure that's what, what is what happened in the Bible. But, uh, I, 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 okay. It says, Pendulums are an effective tool for accessing the intuition and, and gathering information not directly available to our conscious mind. When used correctly, the results can be clear, concrete, and life-changing. Uh, so in level one of this course, provides basic overview of how you, how you get started and serves as a refresher for past students. You will learn what Casey's had to say about pendulums, energy, and vibrations, how pendulums can be an effective tool for gathering information and accessing information beyond psych uh, physical senses. You will explore key techniques to get you started, improve your accuracy, and optimize results. By the end of the day, you will know how to use your downness skills conf uh, confidentially uh, receive guidance and answer to specific uh, questions. Through the lecture, examples of things you will learn is how to choose and use the pendulum, uh, ways to prepare your mind to avoid uh, emotional and mental interference when asking questions. Look, that's important. Or uh, it's a course on how to get fucking brainwashed. <laughs> it says here, uh, level two, you will focus on yeah. using the pendulum to greater depths to heal your body, mind, and spirit. <laughs> you will learn how to establish baseline for your normal balanced state of health and be able to test for plus or minus departures from your optimal state. Develop the knowledge and skills to apply radonics with confidence in your daily life, bro. Mm -hmm. Radonics. And then and then you see a picture of this dog. <laughs> Poor dog. Okay. Getting a pendulum. <laughs> you see that? Uh, yes. Dog. I just thought it was a, a random picture of a dog, but yeah, there, it. Yeah, I don't know why that's even there. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, 
and this girl called Anna Avedian? 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 Right, I saw some videos uh, with some of these people. So if you go down uh, right below, like go back to the event listing. Yep. And if you go to Ancient Mysteries and their relevance today, this is the guy from the video we watched. Because if you scroll down to the bottom, Ah. scroll down to the bottom of the page, there he is. I see him. Yes. Curly Massarshed, as I go in. Right. Uh, he's going to do uh, Ancient Mysteries and the Relevance Today by John Von Auken. Uh, he's going to be teaching... Uh, Edgar Casey's teachings provide rare insight into the fate of souls who once lived on Atlantis in ancient Egypt and in the land of the Mayans. What happened to them? They reincarnated and we reincarnated. They were us. Deep within each of us, there is a profound memory that is subtly affecting us today. Uh, John von Alkitin uh, became aware of his teachings, uh, of Edward, Edgar Casey's teachings. He began a laf- lifelong exploration into the legends of Atlantis, Lemuria, Egypt, and Mayan cultures and beliefs. As he did, he wrote articles and books reporting his findings. And he's going to do, I guess this guy is going to be doing workshop because there's more workshops below with this guy. Yeah, he does a lot of workshops. Yeah. So, look, let's go to the main page. Okay. And let's go to the shop on the top because they have a shop. I'm so happy when so we're... So how do you get there? You go to the main page. Mm-hmm. Uh, then up on the main page, it says Spa Health Center Shop and donate and we are going to click shop oh i see it now okay there we go and then we are going to uh go a little down and we are going to uh go to shop remedies beer products carries an official k k care line of l products developed and supported by edgar casey's reading Peer products are worked closely with AAR to uh, ensure uh, the original formulations are used whenever possible. Okay? Okay. So what can you buy uh, on this shop, Luke? You can buy a Radiac. <laughs> uh, a what? What's a Radiac? I, I don't know, but it looks like a box with like two <laughs> little buttons on it. Two buttons on it. The, it's just, the Radiac is designed to balance your body's subtle energies. It's not a battery. It's constructed of single yeah. seal enclosure that prevents cracking and moisture from getting inside the unit. Because of the new technology, the Radiac is guaranteed to last a lifetime. <laughs> it's designed to be used at home and comes with instructions. You can use it every day, bro. Every other day or a few times a week. <laughs> it doesn't say what it's for. It says act to activate... The radiac. Place the radiac in a pro- in, with the protective cap on the top of the radiac container or similar plastic container. Add ice up to the red line of the radiac. Add water to the red line on the top side of the radiac. In about 15 minutes, the radiac is cold enough to begin using. I still don't know what it's for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Where's the price point? I don't see the price point on it. I, there's, I don't see another fucking... Uh, it says nothing about the price. Nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, have look, I, I have looked into this and it's like... <coughs> so, it, it, uh, there is a how to use it inside uh, if you click the link and things like that. But it, it like... Yeah, there's nothing. And I have uh, I have no clue how much it it costs, and and it says here <laughs> the radiac and the alcohol consumption look. Don't use the radiac if you have <laughs> consumed alcohol. It also says you can only you can use your radiac. This is very important, Fro, and never n- <laughs> not very well understood. Never never use anyone else's radiac. Once you've used. <laughs> Used it, no one else can use yours. Something changes in the unit after you use it and is not compatible with anyone else's. Let's see what happens if I push the PayPal button. Nothing. Okay. What about pay now? Nothing. Oh, do you know how much it is, Luke? How much? $98.99. Of course it is. I, we have no idea what it even does. <clears throat> oh, how much fun I have had with this this week. It is one of the best websites in the world. Uh, let's go to another thing that they sell. So, back to the homepage. Um, let's see. Um... What about the Amazon store, look? Uh, back at the homepage? Yeah, yeah well, at the, at the shop page, sorry. Okay. Uh, our products are created with the goal of helping people to achieve fun change in their lives. Better uh, physical, mental, and spiritual. RE Press and 4th Dimension Press books, DVD, CDs are true. The Edgar case, uh, our store at Amazon.com, so the Amazon store, and they have their own Amazon store! You can buy all their books, look. Okay. You can buy uh, Hour of Your Mind, Atlantis, Jesus as a Pattern. Mm-hmm. I guess if go back to the shop page, and if you click anti-aging, okay? Okay. And then scroll down a little bit, you're gonna scroll down a little bit. For some reason, they're selling olive oil, a gallon of olive oil, for $80. <laughs> 78.95 for a gallon of olive oil. <laughs> or, if you scroll down all the way to the bottom, you can spend $30 for a gallon of apple cider vinegar, for some Ooh. reason. I don't know why... You can't get apple cider vinegar anywhere else but the Edgar Casey uh, sh- online shop. But uh, there's a 24-hour uh, sale now on Jojojibb herbal extract. So Wijabwa, Wijabwa, Yeah, we've only got uh, 19 I mean, hours left before the sales over, bro. We gotta be quick here. I know. 
<laughs> it has powerful depth of dexo dexoxifer. Yes. Yep. Of course. All right. Let's go back to the, the edgarcasey.org really quick. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, I love this page. Uh, if you go to a research topic, Edgar Casey readings discuss astonishing 10,000 different topics. This vast array of subject matter can be narrowed down to these major headings. We hope you enjoyed exploring these topics. And it's got four. Dream interpretation, ancient mysteries, holistic health, and spiritual growth. Let's go to ancient mysteries. Check that one out. Where is this? Sorry? The main edgarcasey.org page. Yes. Go down to and research that's... a topic. Oh, research a topic. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. sorry. And that's... then it says ancient mysteries go... in like a yellow box. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, it says, uh, third paragraph down, through the use of ret retrocognition, the Casey readings provide a wealth of insights into the ancient world more than simply discussing hidden archaeological sites and undiscovered, uncovered uh, records of forgotten civilizations, Casey claimed that history of humankind went back some 10 million years. Although much of his material may be, or may be impossible to verify, sometimes contemporary research has uncovered evidence to confirm information given in Casey's trance state. As one example, a number of readings discussed the fact that the Nile had changed course over eons and had once emptied into the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, as Can I go into this? Yeah. You want to read it? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, reading 36413, Edgar Casey, the Nile entered into the Atlantic Ocean. What is now Sahara was inherent light and very fertile. What is now a central portion of, our, of this country, or the Mississippi Basin, uh, was then all uh, the ocean. Only Patu, uh, Plateau was existent, and regions were now portions of Nevada, Utah, and Arizona formed a greater part of what we know, now call the United States. Uh, read the next one. In the uh, one before this, we find again the same land, now called Egypt, this before the mountains rose uh, in the south, and then when waters called the Nile emptied uh, into is now called Atlantic Ocean. So that's what they're talking about here. It says, uh, as if confirmed some of the above, the article published in Science, Science Magazine in 1986 reported that the shuttle space shuttle had discovered previously unknown river valleys beneath the driest part of the Sahara, uh, the right. satellite image on site, archaeological investigations, it appeared as though the present-day Nile had changed its course once flowing across the Sahara through Africa and into the Atlantic Ocean, which is mm. what he had predicted, but he had made a prediction about the past, about what had happened in the past, and then it was confirmed by researchers in the future. That's interesting. It is interesting in the same way Things that we predict on the uh, show is uh, in interesting because if we predict one thousand things and ten things comes uh, true, that does not make us amazing. 
Sure, right. Uh, some of the things he, we we are going long here, so we got to wrap this up. But some of the things he yeah. predicted: the death of two presidents, Franklin uh, D. Roosevelt uh, and John F. Kennedy, the collapse of the so- Soviet Union. He predicted the Great Depression, uh, the rise and fall of Hitler, uh, the Jews returning to Israel, uh, an alliance between the U.S. and Russia. Obviously, that fell, fell apart. Uh, the shift of the Earth's magnetic field, magnetic field, and uh, North and South Poles, and he predicted his own death. Fro, uh, imagine having the ability to predict your own death. He did. His visions warned him that he should not use his psychic abil- abilities more than twice a day, or serious health problems would occur. On January first, nineteen forty-five, Edgar Casey predicted he would be buried in more th- in four more days. He died at the stroke. Uh, on January 3rd, 1954, and is buried in Hopsville, uh, Kentucky, where he was born. He predicted his own death, Fro. You know also who's a very big uh, Edgar Casey fan, Luke? Who? Alex Jones! <laughs> is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sells uh, Casey-inspired uh, supplements and things like oh, that. Oh, he, he... Okay, so... Maybe he maybe he's more. Uh, you're talking about like his supplement things and like uh, right. how we were just in their shop and they're selling all these ridiculous supplements for anti-aging and things like that. Alex Jones is also selling these silly supplements. I don't think necessarily right. Alex Jones follows. Maybe he does. Maybe he follows Edgar Casey. I don't really know. So look, this is cuckoo. <laughs> but where does it rate on your crazy scale? I, I, it's pretty out there, and the fact that this yeah. is like the or- originator of a lot of new age religious mumbo jumbo that we see nowadays, um, mm. and that they're trying to sell uh, eighty dollar olive oil. <laughs> uh, but it's not as crazy as it could be. I guess maybe a seven. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it it could be worse. Uh, there could be no predictions they got right. I guess. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, when, so like you said, when you make fourteen thousand predictions, uh, you're gonna get a couple right. So Luke, movie, movie, movie. Uh, do you think many movies will be close now? By the way. Uh, right, movie theaters. I, I I don't know if movie theaters are going to shut down, but I think less people are going to go to movie theaters, and they're going to have a financial problem, like I staying no afloat. Fucking, yeah, I have no fucking interest going into the movie theater right now to a Helden studio. <laughs> right, totally. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I, probably the places that are going to, like as far as businesses, places that are going to do really good, uh, any kind of food delivery service. Uh, yes. Any DoorDash, anything like that's going to yeah. start doing really... Amazon clearly is going to make a ton of money yeah. out of this for people yeah. getting supplies shipped to them and things like that. Um, yeah. yeah, there's like there's all this talk about bad the bad economics of it, but there are certain companies and industries that are going to do really well out of the coronavirus. So did you watch any movies this week, Luke? Uh, I did. I saw... I saw, we'll see, they were both on Netflix. 
I think, Spencer Confidential I watched this week. Cool, me too. What'd you think? I, I liked it, actually. Uh, I, I think it was better than I was swearing it was going to be, that for sure. Yeah, this has got Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg in it, and uh, who else? Not really okay. anybody else I can think... Oh, it's got Post Malone in it. That's one person yeah. that I remember. Other than that, I don't know. Was there anybody else really big in it? Uh, no. I guess Mark Maron was in it for like half a second as like the conspiracy theory true. guy. Yeah. But he was, you know, it, it wasn't like really a main character or anything. Um, I was, like like you said, I was going into it expecting it to be pretty bad, especially since, yeah. I don't, maybe this is a bad thing to say, but because it was on Netflix uh, and wasn't promoted all that much. Wow. But, like you said, not horrible, not great. I gave it a 5.5. Yeah, I gave it a 5. It's so middle of the road, but I wouldn't say so, you have to run out and see it, but if you're bored, uh, it's something to waste some time for sure. Yeah. Guess what I watched this week, Luke? What? I watched a documentary called Hillary. Uh, I thought this was a TV show. It's a movie? It is a, a TV show, but I saved it for the movie round because it's it's really more more a movie thing because it's like it's it, it, it's both. It's like you can see it as a TV show because it's four episodes, but I I think I think it's just like yeah, people call it the documentary, so. I, I just saved it for a movie round because I don't really have any movies. Oh, okay. This week. But, uh, yeah, no, I watched this Hillary thing. Um, so, first and foremost, I watched this because I was like, I'm curious. I, there's nothing this lady can say or the people around her to make me like her more. And I was like, there's uh, I was beginning to reading. Uh, I sent you some. Uh, I sent you the the thing about uh, uh, Clinton going after Lewinsky, and I was like, okay, I need to see this documentary. And it's also where where they have the quote about Bernie Sanders and things like that. So uh, I I just wanted to watch it because I was I was thinking it would at, at least bring me some understanding of who the fuck Hillary is. Yeah, right. And, okay. And I totally went in with the same mindset when I watched the fucking thing when I was dumb. And it was just awful. This is... this If you want to see a propaganda movie... In uh, Riefenstein style, since like the Germans did, you can watch this. This is atrocious. I'm giving this a zero. Zero. Okay. Uh, I would say it counts probably as a TV show for the end of the year stuff. Like, uh, you know what I mean? As far as like, mm -hmm. if it's going to be the worst TV show or movie of the year, I'd say it probably for the end of the year counts as a TV show, but. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I saw something you recommended last week, All the Bright Places, or whatever it's called in Norway. Uh, it is very good. 
it's kind of depressing, uh, but it has a good message. Oh. <laughs> so sad. I said that last week as well. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no happy ending to this one. I'm not going to give away what happened, like an ending, but there, this is not a happy ending. I mean, it tries to kind of be like, oh, oh here's the meaning of it all, but like, yeah. it's not a happy nope. ending. The meaning of it all. It's uh, uh, you know, it it goes into a lot of different, very deep. Uh, emotional things for multiple different uh, people in the in the plot have uh, kind of emotional uh, issues they're trying to work through in the movie and by the end it it, it all works itself out in certain ways um, whether, whether it's good or bad I guess uh, for the different characters but it, it's mostly about two uh, kids who have to do a school project together uh, and it's like the new girl in school and the kid uh who is kind of the outcast of the school uh mm. the the freak they call him and uh they have to work together and they become friends and then they become uh girlfriend and boyfriend and it goes from there uh they find out that they both have different issues in in life and things like that uh mm. it was really well put together uh maybe not Something I would—it's not something I'd watch multiple times or anything like that. But I give it a seven point five. Like I said, I didn't think it was going to be my kind of movie because it's a very girly girl movie, and and I said to you last week as well that I don't think you 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 would like it. So I'm I'm actually surprised that you gave it as much as seven point five. Well, it, the message of it, as far as talking about uh, mental problems, uh, yeah, yeah, the way it, it it goes about discussing it and not putting it on anybody's shoulders, as far as like who's to yeah. blame, because you have the parents there, you have the school counselor there, you have all these different things there. I thought it did a really good job of that, and so that kind of put it over the top for me. Uh, and the ending, it does a good job, even though it's very sad. It is. I haven't seen anything else. Nope, me neither. Perfect. Uh, let's go into the audio trailer for Onward. In oh, it's old, Pixar. Okay. The world was full of wonder. I think I said it was uh, Sono last week. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Morning, Mom. Hey, birthday boy. By the laws of yore, I must dub thee a man today. Kneel before me. That's okay. I have a gift. This is the lowest, lowest grossing uh, Pixar movie ever. Over the, the, all the faces look exactly the same. Yeah. It's like they copy and pasted all the faces. Maybe it's supposed to be that way. For one whole day, Dad will be back. What? Back like back to life? That's not possible. It is with this. I'm gonna meet Dad. What? <laughs> what is happening right now? Not close. They're reincarnating their dead father, apparently. Ah, he's just oh. legs. Put Dad having a top part. Oh, what did I do? Cue, cue the PewDiePie jokes here. Yeah, yeah. To bring the rest of him back. Until then, ta-da! 
Oh, that's great. Dad, you look just like I remember. Hmm. Is this a kid's movie? <laughs> I'm very confused. You got a problem, Shane? Looks kind of. Maybe teenagers. This is Don, not a little kids movie for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. No. How is this Pixar? I'm very confused. Says we have a full tank. That doesn't work. Growth spell. We grow the can, and then the gas inside will grow with it. Elbows up. Quite a focus here. I feel like we've seen the whole movie. Yeah, I made the... It worked! The can is huge! And the van is huge! And you're... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. that, that was funny. That was funny. The last joke was funny. Right. But looked... And it's probably not even in the movie, right? <laughs> right. So what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Uh, two teenage elf brothers, Ian and Barley Lightfoot, go on a journey to discover if there is still magic left out there in order to spend one last day with their father, who died when they were too young to remember him. 7.7 uh, out of 10 on IMDb, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, 61% on Metacritic, 88% of Google users like this film. Yeah, so like I said, this is the lowest grossing uh, Pixar movie ever uh i think it is because of corona probably oh right i didn't think about that yeah probably a lot of movies are doing really badly it probably doesn't have anything to do with the fact that this looks like a terrible film uh right. or that could have also a little bit to do with it there could be a combination of things uh mary phillips on on google because that's where i go now gave it two stars. Uh, it disappoints as far as Pixar brand go. Having Simpsons-themed short Pixar already ruined uh, that unsure taste I had uh, going into the movie. I know Disney owns Simpsons now, but that doesn't mean that uh, I want it attached to another standalone Disney work. Uh, the movie plot itself was lackluster. I found myself needing to check my phone and uh, to uh, occupy time. The only reason uh, I did not go was because uh, uh, my two sisters were were there. Uh, and the only thing that was uh, true to Pixar was uh, it almost got me to tear up and feel emotional. Uh, uh, for two minutes near the end and the climax to the movie. But I left the theater already, I have forgotten anything worthwhile about it. It's uh, distribution, uh, uh, direction. If, if, if this is the direction Pixar is going to, I'm worried. Just fingers crossed their next movie, Soul, is more promising. I'm seeing right here uh, one day ago. Uh, Pixar, this is from BBC. Pixar Onward banned from four Middle Eastern countries over gay reference. Uh, Onward has been banned by several Middle Eastern countries. Uh, Qatar, Oman, uh, Kuwait, and Saudi Arabia. 
uh, have uh, banned this film over the fact that her line, uh, there's a line in it that says, it's not easy being a parent. My girlfriend's daughter got me pulling my hair out. Uh, so referencing that she's got a girlfriend, the right. mom. So that was the whole reference that they're banning this movie in those countries for. <laughs> uh, I went to the Facebook to get some, uh, that's slow. Get some insight. Uh, Andrea Estes says, so, so good. Such a beautiful movie with lots of good life lessons. My kids loved it. And I definitely cried. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Moore says this movie was a big waste. Chris Pratt and Tom Holland were both just themselves. Nothing original in that. Uh, Jacqueline Renfro says this movie was okay. My 11 year old was aboard though. She loves wizard type books and films. So I thought she'd like it. All the negative and made up things said by people who haven't even watched it should keep their opinions to themselves. I see a lot of outlandish things being said. Uh, so kind of, she was in the middle on it. She's saying she didn't mind it, but her kid didn't like it. <laughs> and then I got into this one section of the Facebook page for Onward. <laughs> one little thread of the of one of the things that they posted, uh -oh. and I started seeing this kind of stuff. Tom Haynes says Disney puts subliminal messages in, messages in their movies to brainwash our children. Uh, Judson Russell says Pixar daring to ask the question. Would it be okay if your mom was banging a horse? Uh, Rico Delone says, Disney is slated uh, to feature uh, the first LGBTQ character in its upcoming fil film onward. The devil runs Disney. Uh, uh, Nat Malone says, We're, Now Disney wants to turn our kids into Ellen, but they won't let them smoke cigarettes, so I guess it's okay to push one kind of agenda that's bad, but... Uh, uh, not all of them, uh, and I, I've got a million of these. <laughs> oh. Kevin Lewis says, LOL, no, I don't need cartoons that have uh, sexuality or anything in it. You people are just sick. Uh, but Rebecca Baca comes back with some, uh, some reasonable comeback to all these people. She says, there are some real nut nutters in this thread. I promise that letting your kids explore, make-believe, and imaginary, and use their imagination through a fictional cartoon movie that they are not doomed to become minions of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I would suggest, go over and check out the Onward Facebook page because it's actually hilarious how stupid these people are. <laughs> Uh, also coming out this week is the movie called The Way Back. Uh, this is with Ben Affleck producing and acting and everything like that. Okay. Yaina Gavanker, Al Marandal, and Michael Walkins in it. I have no clue. So, Ben Affleck. Uh, it has a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 4 out of 5 on Common Sense Media, our favorite place in the world. 86% of Google users like this movie. A troubled man with for a formerly a promising career in basketball uh, struggles with alcoholism while coaching the basketball team at his 
called High School. All right, something else that came out last week. Emma, with a period, uh, follows the antics of a young woman, Emma Woodhouse, who lives <laughs> in Georgian and Re- Regency, England, and occupies herself with matchmaking in sometimes misguided, whoa, often meddlesome fashion in the lives of her friends and family. It would be funny if it was called Emma with a period. I mean, it literally is Emma and it has a period, but sure. Uh, right. 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, 73% on Fandango, uh, starring Anna Taylor-Joy, Johnny Flynn, Connor Swindells. Yeah, not a lot of people I've heard of in, there, in here. Nobody. <laughs> Just go watch Clueless. It's the same movie. Right. I love Clueless. It's a good movie. Uh, so, if you had to pick a movie, what movie would you watch? <laughs> wow, it's a bad selection this week, isn't it? Um, Yeah, it's not good. The Way Back, I guess? Yeah, the same here. <laughs> I mean, that Onward movie looks terrible. I don't want to see Emma, so yeah. yeah. No. I guess The Way Back. Yeah. You don't want to see Emma with a period. <laughs> That's what you don't want to see. Uh, so, next week, uh, no, com slash another digital citizen, that's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen, go there, get the 30-day free trial of Audible, we say it every freaking week, it is amazing, and you get to keep the book if you cancel it, you will not cancel it, but if you do. <laughs> okay. But uh, next week, uh, we will have Eurovision review. Um, I think we probably will do it uh, seasonal uh, because Denmark had had this week, uh, Sweden had this week. I will see if we I find a neighbor country of Sweden and Denmark to see. If if I can pick one that's close to Sweden and Denmark, because we have done Norway before, so uh, I will try to keep it Nordic. Um, okay. Other than that, we will do another digital review of My Spy. Is that I Spy game? Just My Spy? Uh, yeah, I My think that's spy. what they're going for. Uh, I, I I don't know what it is. It's probably like. Uh, a kid who's a spy and the mother is like, oh, my little spy. It's probably what it is. Yes. <laughs> my little spy. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the spy. Um, we will do a main topic of multiverse theory. What's multiverse theory, Luke? Well, the theory that there's multiple uh, different universes uh, coinciding with each other all at the same time. Right. So when, when is, uh, oh yeah, we, we should talk a little about this actually, uh, because we, we did find out when, uh, uh, uh the movie award for, uh, fucking hell, oh, it suddenly slipped my mind. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Rassis, Rassis. Razzies do the Razzies next week, right? I, I, but I think that's the week after that, right? 
Uh, I think it's next week, right? Let me check. Right. Yeah, it's next week. It is. Yeah, it's next week. Yeah, so we will also do do the rest of this. So, so that will uh, count oh, with the bet. Luke is one point over me in the Oscar bet so far. So we will see who wins the Oscar and Rassius bet next week. All right, Jeremy, round. Yeah, I have absolutely nothing. Uh, there's an interesting article I sent you about the hard data that shows the Bernie Bros are a myth. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a guy who did some analysis. Let's see. What, let me find the actual guy's name. Um, well, this guy did qualitative assessment of uh, specifically all... He took all of the candidates' followers, so every candidate that was in the race at the time, he took all their followers... Uh, uh, downloaded all the uh, data off of all the Twitter followers who follow all the different candidates. He cross-referenced mm-hmm. all the things using uh, an, an AI to an- analyze them to see it, who was the meanest, I guess, of, of these followers. And what he determined is, uh, this is a guy from Harvard University, uh, Jeff Winchell, a com- computational social scientist and graduate student at Harvard University crunched the numbers uh, on tweets that found that Sanders supporters online behave the same as everyone else. Winchell used what, what he calls it sentiment analysis, a technique that uses both digital humanities and e-commerce to gauge emotional intent from social media data. Bernie followers act pretty much the same on Twitter as any other followers. There is one key difference that Twitter users and the media does not seem to be aware of. Bernie has a lot more Twitter followers than Twitter followers of other Democratic candidates. He added, noting that this may be partly what perpetuates the myth. So <laughs> the reason there's so many more, uh, you see so many people talking about Bernie and going against people is because there's just more people following Bernie on Twitter than other candidates. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the most simple thing that they left out of the equation, right? Maybe there's just more Bernie uh, followers on Twitter. Maybe that's why there's there's so much more vocal, right? That makes sense. Yeah, it makes super sense. And I I, I do think it's like it, it it is also a way of media of blaming things on everybody that supports Bernie, like every right, and everyone. they're doing it to try to make it look like it's Bernie's fault, but now we have hard data showing that there's no Bernie bros. Bernie bros is a made up thing. It doesn't exist. It's not real. It's just a complete fabrication by the media. Another thing, fabrication, but not a fabrication, uh, Corey Feldman movie. Did, did you see anything about this? No. I know I sent you an article, but I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Corey Feldman came out with a movie that he was going to, it was being sold for $20 streaming on this website. Not like on Amazon or Netflix or something. It was like his own website he had set up. He was going to stream this movie. <clears throat> the website totally crashed. And so, and it was going to be a, supposedly he was going to reveal who uh, sexually abused Corey Haim. And it was called My Truth, uh, The Rape of Two Corys was the name of the film. Uh, the website completely crashed and everybody was like oh my gosh the illuminati uh the epstein people are coming to get to shut down the movie of course the next day they were able to get the movie up and running for people who paid paid 20 dollars for it because apparently a lot of people did um 
It turns out that Charlie Sheen is who there who he is accusing of uh, sexually or actually raping Corey Haim in the 1980s, uh, leading yeah. to to his suicide. Yeah. Charlie Sheen. Uh, yeah, there's multiple people are being accused, but that uh, Corey Feldman saying Charlie Sheen uh, raped Corey Haim. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I saw this week on YouTube, because I have been busy with other things, is like uh, I watched Drama Lurch uh, do their interview, the first part of in- the interview with the Onision. Oh, there, the yeah, the second know. part's out, I think, already. Okay, I haven't seen the uh, second part yet. Yeah, I didn't see any... I, 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 that guy freaks me out so much, I just can't watch it. <laughs> I can't watch him. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he's a Freaking creep. Oh, maybe the main topic on him one day. Uh, by I the mean, way, yeah. uh, Feldman also yeah. calls out uh, people who abused him. I, I hadn't gotten to that yet. Uh, John Grisham, oh. uh, nightclub over owner Alpha, Alfie Hoffman, and talent manager uh, John Grisham, the author? Marty Weiss. Grisham reportedly denies the allegations in a YouTube comment writing. Uh, I Yeah, I would assume so. It's spelled John... Well, let me make sure that we're right here. Because it could just be yeah, spelled... I mean, John Grisham could be another guy, I guess. Uh, no, yeah, this is an actor. An actor whose credits include License to Drive 1988, A Dream... Dream a Little Dream 1989. Uh, which both starred Corey Haim and Cor- Corey Feldman. We're both in both of those movies. Okay. So not John Grisham, the daughter. <laughs> no, a different John Grisham. <laughs> that, that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> John Grisham, one of my favorite authors of all time. <laughs> I was like, wow, that would be a little weird. Um, okay, which? Um, oh, and then there was the I, guy who uh, did the uh, high wire crossing over a volcano. That happened this week as well. You didn't see that either? There was a guy yeah. who, like, you know, tightrope walking, he set up a tightrope over a volcano and walked, like, a big lake of lava and walked across it, apparently. Uh, people were not happy because he had a safety harness. So people were like, what a bunch of bullshit, uh, you got a safety harness. Do he had the safety harness. <laughs> right. Right. You do it, then. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You do it. <laughs> You do it without a safety armor set. You do it. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. I got to get out of here. I got to go meet somebody. Yep. Luke has to meet somebody, and I want to go to bed, so that fits together perfectly. Uh, next week, we will probably cover a lot of news I'm not going to guess, because it's going to be about coronavirus, coronavirus, and more coronavirus. That's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. This is just yep. going to be bigger and bigger news as we go along here. Yeah, sadly. Okay. Uh, from Norway, my name is Fro. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.